0: In the story of the call of the four disciples in the gospel, the story began by telling us that Simon and Andrew were in the boat casting their nets. Casting their nets was what they did probably every single day. That's their occupation. Casting their nets... It was their livelihood, the sea, the wind, the water, fish, muscles sore, tired bodies. Those were the realities. And uh, if they were not casting their nets, they were mending their nets, just like James and John, the two other disciples called by Jesus. We have our own casting and mending of nets in our own lives. And the casting of nets and mending of the nets is what they did every single day, day after day. It became a routine. It became the dynamics of their own lives. We have our own version, I said, of our own casting and mending our own routine that we find ourselves into you know i was just reflecting on this and my my own casting and mending i wake up in the morning i do my opening prayer my morning prayer a little bit of tea with lemon in the morning and then take a shower and then come here celebrate mass then go to the office and then in the afternoon go um, in lunch a little bit of break then another schedule in the in the afternoon another calendar of schedule go home eat and then pray and then sleep and then another day <laughs> same thing over and over again <laughs> most of the time is the same thing and uh, we can be so immersed in our own routine in our own version of casting and mending of nets, that at times we don't see how the Lord is actually acting in our own lives or how the Lord, should I say, invades us with His grace. And that's what happened with Simon and Andrew as they were casting their nets. Jesus passed by and they probably did not recognize Him because they were so busy in their own world so since Jesus was not uh, G- Jesus was not recognized, he's the one who showed up and invade their lives and invite them to this life-changing commitment. Come, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Come follow, follow me. To follow him is really an invitation to transformation. When we invite someone to follow us, the person gets behind us. And getting behind that person means to be taught by that person, to learn from that person, to collaborate with that person. And in this case, not just to collaborate, not just to work, but to be transformed by by the very call. One of the things that really struck me in the story of the call is that Jesus told them, you would still be using all the tricks, all the knowledge that you know about your trade and occupation, but I will just gonna elevate it into divine work. You would still be, you would still gonna be fishers or fishermen but at this time fishers of men <laughs> you know that's how god calls us he calls us really within our own unique vocation and in, and he invites us to collaborate with him in our own unique work or vocation whether we're working we're retired or students that's where god calls us to collaborate in the building up the of the kingdom of god and what does this really mean for us? It practically means it's a call to sanctify our own work, the sanctification of work. You know, how have you ever taught or asked yourself how your work has sanctified you, how your work has made you holy, how your occupation has actually brought you to a deeper relationship with God? If you think about it, for us who are actively working, the bulk of our time is spent at work. Right? The bulk of our time, even for those people who are actively volunteering, you know, v- volunteers in different organizations. You know, but for those who are working, a big chunk of our day is really at work, or sometimes we even bring work at home. <laughs> That's why sanctifying it is very crucial, and this is where we become fishers of men, just like the disciples. How does this work then? You know, how does this sanctification of work happens? Well, if you're a teacher, you can be a fisher of men by by having that mindset that my work is not just about opening the minds of my students to the knowledge of the world, but rather my vocation as a teacher, if I would take seriously this call of being a fisher of men in this particular work, is really for them to have a greater knowledge of who they are as created in God's own image and likeness, a greater understanding of their personhood, A greater understanding of the truth, that there are eternal truths, that not everything is relative. And of course, the greatest thing is a greater pursuit for the knowledge of God. That's where we become a fisher of men in our own vocation, if you're a teacher. If you're a doctor, how can you be a fisher of men in that particular work? Well, by always operating on the mindset that all life is from God and that life, can only, can, life is a precious gift. It comes from God and can only be taken away by God. And also, realizing that our bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit and it is not just a case to be examined. If we have that, then we become a fisher of men in our own unification. We sanctify our own work. And if you're a businessman, how can you be a fisher of men in that particular line of work? By not just seeing things as profits, but rather working for the welfare welfare of the employees and the common good as well you know that work can be a very important vehicle for sanctification and we can also bring people to a greater experience of sanctification if we ourselves sanctify the work that we do the thing is even the most noble thing even the most noble thing that we do if we are not if we are not cognizant on how the lord is acting in the things that we in, in the way we do things we can bring people far away from god you know i do this time by time with myself you know when when i get overwhelmed when i get stressed out instead of becoming a source of of consolation to people i could be discouraging people in the faith if i'm grumpy <laughs> if I'm not compassionate, you know, if I just see the things that I do as one of the checklists in my calendar. And one thing, too, is that part of sanctification is always finding newness in the things that we do. Newness, that we don't get stuck, that we are are attuned to the dynamic work of the Holy Spirit. You know, one of the things that could really be a miserable thing to happen is that if, if our work, if uh, our work brings us or uh, drives us away from the embrace of God. But I was talking with, uh, with someone from another parish, and uh, she came back to the church just recently, and, uh, you know, she worked in the parish for, like, I don't know, 12 years, and uh, her experience there was really bad, that she said, Father, you know, uh, I even questioned my Catholic faith. <laughs> Could you imagine that? You know, you know the, working in the church seems to be the greatest thing, right, Janelle? Uh, general works in the church, uh, works for us uh, here at St. Cecilia. But could you imagine, that, you know, she, she, she said, I thought I was going to be super close to God, you know, because I was working there. But it actually drove me away from my faith. You know, so you see, even the most novel thing sometimes, you know, if... If we are not attuned on how the Lord is working, it could be a source of desolation. It can be a source of frustration. I mentioned that part of following the invitation of Christ is the openness to be transformed. You know, Peter, we all know Simon probably is one of the most impulsive people that we could find in the scriptures. And one thing that I admire Peter, and uh, it's it's heightened and reinforced also by the evangelist Mark in the gospel today, is that Peter was very open to be taught. You know, if I were Peter, I would question Jesus first, like, "What do you know about fishing? We have been doing this for a long time. What can you teach us?" But They responded with openness. They responded with eagerness. And uh, that's part of sanctification too, in our own work, to be open on where the Holy Spirit is going to lead us because sometimes we can be stuck in our own ways. How many times have you heard people say, you know, when uh, when someone new enters the organization and the person has great ideas, when we always hear like, no, we're doing this this way because we have been doing this for 25 years and we're not gonna change the way we do things. This has been done the way, you know, for 25 years and it has worked. You know, it probably has worked. But if Peter was in that kind of mindset, he would have lost that opportunity to be transformed by Christ. You know, how many times we get stuck on particular tradition. You know, traditions are great. I love traditions. I love traditions. But traditions are only beneficial if it really deepens our encounter (laughs) with Christ. If it deepens our encounter with Christ. You know, the tradition in doing things at work, at home, etc. How open are you in that transformative invitation of Christ? The, the response of the disciples are also very instructive for us in our own discipleship. We were told that after Jesus invited them, Simon and Andrew left their nets. The nets symbolize actually their life, what they know, and probably who they were. What are the nets that entangles you? What are the nets that entangles you that hinder you to say yes to God's invitation? Old ways. What are those nets? And also, the response of John and James is also very instructive for us. What did they do according to the gospel after Jesus invited them? We were told that they left their father, Sebedee, and the hired men in the boats. In the boat. Sometimes, you know, relationships, relationships can hinder us too. In our own Following of Jesus, and helped the I'm not saying that the relationship of John and and James with their father Sabbedee was toxic. I am not saying that, but rather, they were probably were able to be more present to their father because of their newly found relationship with Jesus. But there are some that serious relationships that you know, that are really toxic. We want to stay there. But they deter us, they stop us from growing spiritually. But one of the things that I realize about this call is that the response to follow Jesus is not about packing, packing in order to leave but rather it's about letting go you know Jesus did not ask Simon and Andrew to leave being fishermen Jesus asked them to let go of their own perspective as to what are the limitations of being a fisherman Jesus was not asking them to leave their trade, but rather Jesus was asking them, leave your old mind <laughs> and be ready to be transformed. You know, again, whether we're working, whether we're retired, whether we're student, God is always asking us, put on that new, new mindset. Put on that new mindset because the Spirit Of God is always dynamic. How are you responding to God's invitation to you to follow Him? Are we stuck in our ways or are we open to be transformed by our own experience with Him?